Okay, I'm testing the mic. I'm going to hit the mic. Okay, testing again. That's the last time you're allowed to touch your coffee cup. <laughs> yeah, let's clear the table. Okay, welcome back to Fascism Podcast. Yeah, welcome back. And welcome back to us because we've been gone. Um, you're probably listening on Elon Musk internet, you know, and welcome. Oh, is that Starlink? No, I'm making a joke about how Elon Musk owns the internet, but he does not yet, but he owns Twitter. Wait, what is Starlink? I don't know, and I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> It you was, don't want to get into it. It was like, so I heard, I, yeah, I, I don't, I literally don't even know enough to complete a sentence. Oh, wow. You just said Elon Musk and Starlink, duh. I've just heard things and think just like wires got connected in my brain. Side note, we're in my basement, freshly painted marigold, and we have five computers around us if you count our cell phones. <laughs> There's just like so much technology that's going into are the you, making of this episode. Are you counting Brian's computer? No, I've got... That's six computers then. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> mind blown <laughs> brian's like it's not doing anything right now but it is here and it's in the space it's like i mean the government is checking in yeah if we say anything about the unabomber we're gonna get put on like five separate different fbi watch lists. yeah for sure for sure so yeah welcome to fascism podcast we talk about fashion and art we're snarky we do social commentary that was yeah someone on tiktok said here for the snark here for the fashion snark and social justice which uh, the word social justice i don't yeah i think social commentary feels social like commentary is fair we could do more is all i'm saying talking right. into the abyss isn't social justice but we appreciate you natalie mm-hmm. yeah. and we love you natalie yeah we also love you emily for our five-star review yes and the comments was perfection both of you guys did yeah. great jobs yeah. and keep them coming everyone's better at describing our podcast than us and if you want to be like emily or natalie you should leave us a five-star review like I won. Like clockwork. <laughs> God damn it. Lulu, she'll stop eventually. Should we pause? Stopped. And okay, so just so y'all know the conversation earlier, she was like, do you think Lulu's going to make any noise? And I said, absolutely. She's definitely going to make some noise. And she's like, I don't know. I don't think so. I, to- I told Jackie this was her calm part of the day. I said she doesn't start whining until 1 p.m., but it is now 1220. But we're downstairs. She she does whine when we're downstairs and she's upstairs. She gets jealous. Oh my gosh, she just wants to be. I mean, that's isn't that kind of like Greyhound? Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I thought about getting an Italian Greyhound and I was reading about this. This is not important, but they, they whine a lot and you can't really leave them ever, so... You can leave them, but yeah, it is hard. I think Italian greyhounds are exceptionally bad. Because the thing is, like, people say, oh, like, I say that Lulu has separation anxiety, but in official terms, if your dog doesn't, like, chew stuff up or, like, do anything destructive to them or the house, (laughs) it's, like, technically it's fine. She All she does is cry. Yeah. Yeah. And all you're going to be, like, just put earplugs in or just, you know, yeah. You just have to have good neighbors she's in the background singing a song of misery she's a blues artist (laughs) yeah dude uh pretty soon there's gonna be a ton of construction in my neighborhood so i feel like she's not gonna be the noisiest thing on the block wait why they're putting apartments in like three different ones like like right next to us so it's gonna be really loud oh that really makes me sad i'm sorry yeah i mean it's like yeah, it, I have complicated feelings about it because we do need housing. But yeah, that housing probably isn't going to whatever. I don't even want to get into that conversation. Yeah. But either way, Hashtag we can all agree housing. it's noisy. Yeah. 
And that is very sad for people who work from home. We look, we live in Seattle because of the lack of noise, I feel like. If you want to get it noisy, go to New York City. I told you about the time that we heard someone yelling for help. It was like early in the morning. Not entertaining. There was like, so there was like a chase. We could hear there was like a chase. I do remember and someone this. was yelling help. So Brian ran out to go like help them. Uh-huh. But he like ran out in his boxers and he came back. I was like on the porch with Lulu because she had been kind of like alert to the situation. And he comes back and he's in his boxers and like nothing else. And I was like, what are you doing? They're going to think you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I'm glad that he tried though. I know. He does always. Yeah. He's trying to save people's lives. He like stops by the side of the road when people are like pulled over. That's good. We need more of those. But yeah. also like I know Brian's, if Brian pulled up, I would be like, this guy's clearly going to murder me. But I, since I know, really? just like any white man that stops and helps, I'm like, oh, clearly this is just their fucking plan, huh? But I, Brian is actually a good guy and he would actually just like have nothing else he wanted to do but just to help and make sure that you're on your way. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, he would not murder you. So actually what, what I'm trying to say is trust the white man. <laughs> no, that is, that is not the message you're going to get. Jackie. Okay. Yeah. What's trending for you? Hold. Actually, help. I feel like I always go first. What about you? What's trending for you? Trending for me is ambiguous wedding dress descriptions. Like, basically, I'm going to two weddings this week or this month, and they're both in California. The first one was last weekend, and the description was forest formal. So we were all kind of like, what does that mean? There's a lot of texting. You know, like back in the old days, it'd be like cocktail attire, black tie, and they all meant really specific things. And now people say things like California casual or like, I just assume all California weddings are casual, which to me means cotton dress. And if you say cocktail to me, that means not cotton dress. Mm -hmm. And that's like really, and my mom said cocktail is like short dress versus long, whatever. It was forest formal, which they later updated that to say that it meant cocktail but comfortable shoes. It was really fun seeing everyone dressed up in the woods. Like I love, like we've talked about this where it's like we love an aesthetic that's like fancy but kind of grungy at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like I slept in a tent and it was raining. I didn't shower. But then you just like put your fancy stuff Mm -hmm. on and it's just really nice to feel like everyone's kind of gross along with you. My friend Jess, she realized that she had brought a white dress and on Friday she was like, oh my God, you guys, I just realized I brought a white dress to the wedding and everyone was like, it's fine, just wear it. And I was like, no, what do you mean? Why is everyone telling her that? They're giving her bad advice. They are giving her such bad advice. This This is what I'm saying. Be a little bit meaner to your friends every once in a while. Yeah, like I know that they are all just trying to make her feel better, but I was like, listen, we have extra dresses. Like multiple people brought extra dresses, including myself. I was like, we can dress her. But they ended up going to a thrift store and she got this really long like pink lace dress. It fit her amazing. It was funny though because it was gathering so many pine needles. She was walking around (laughs) and it was just like, yeah, she was picking up the pine needles. Yeah, she was becoming one with nature. But that was really fun. I felt really tired all week afterwards just traveling and being up late and stuff. The next wedding is also in California and it's Farm Chic. So it's like still of nature, but agriculture style. Yeah, so she was at this wedding, and so we were talking about it, and she updated it. We were kind of like working through the description. She updated it to say colorful casual or colorful cocktail slash farm. I like how everybody's like cocktail. Just kidding. I actually want cocktail. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, farm chic could mean a lot of things. Yeah, I had this like cotton eyelet dress from Zara by way of Crossroads that I was going to wear with my Melissa orange heel like wedges that I got Mm -hmm. and it was going to be so cute but both times I got thwarted by the updated descriptions that said cocktail which is fine (laughs) I'm like so here to be as fancy as everyone wants you know like I can definitely wear that dress another time 
But that is funny. They're like, farmhouse chic. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Like, I don't know. Well, it's like, yeah, obviously people so infrequently that anyone has to write these kinds of descriptions and like... No one knows because we're not following Emily Post anymore. Yeah. There was actually a time in my life when I got into reading Emily Post because I... Don't know what that is. It's like she was... You'll hate it. It's like white people stuff because it's just like about manners and like... Oh. But I found it soothing. Like I got invited to a black tie wedding when I was dating someone who had like fancy family. They just have a lot of money and I was really stressed out about what to wear to the wedding and I started reading Emily Post to learn about like what is black tie mean blah blah and I think it just brought me a lot of comfort to know what people expected even though yeah our generation we don't really have anything like that I don't think so yeah because it's white supremacist to follow manners that's what I mean I did like I was thinking in my head just the other day about this well I think there are like it's like there's social norms and customs. In some customs, you kiss on the cheek. Some, you handshake. And For it's like, sure. It's like nice to know what is expected of you. And I think people do like, and this is what I was telling my friend as we were writing her wedding description for the dress. I was like, you don't have to feel bad because she was feeling guilty. She's like, I just want everyone to wear whatever makes them feel comfortable. And I was like, that's fine. But people like to dress correctly. They like to feel like they're all on the same page. Like it's a theme party. And they're all on theme, except for the Met Gala, where no one gives a shit about being on theme. <laughs> I was all to say, I was like, except no, no, celebrities, you cannot contain celebrities. Yeah, anyway. Celebrities do not like to be on theme. Yeah, we'll get to that later. But anyway, that's trending for me. Um, yeah, weddings. Well, okay, I have a lot of opinions about, like, farmhouse chic. That just triggered a lot of thoughts. Like, okay. I'm like, gingham. Just gingham everything? That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Plat, yeah, like, t- like picnic, picnic vibes. Oh, my God. Picnic chic? If people could really get into that theme, like, oh, yes. Yeah, dude, picnic is such a vibe. I was actually thinking about getting a tattoo of like a picnic scape. I love that. Thank you. I love like the idea of fake ants crawling on people. Like, Ooh. you know, I'm like, get creative like out here. Yeah. Farmhouse chic. If I was like farmhouse chic, I would like, I don't know, put a cow on my shoulder. Yes, dude, cow print. Such exactly. People could be like lambs with like fuzzy yeah. feathers. I like the idea of people fully dressing up as farm <laughs> <laughs> That would be great. Dude, yeah, like if you're in a cow costume but with stilettos <laughs> yes. and like a stole. But you have hooves for, for hands and yeah. you're just like, you're really Cabby leaning. Boots. Yes, yes. Anyways. Um, yeah, what's trending for you? Uh, trending for me is toxic girl boss is what I wrote down because I'm really trying hard to get a job in the thing that I want, which is like GIS and cartography. And I mean, I'm really trying hard. And I'm also calling my ex-boyfriend mm. and he is not picking up. So don't worry. And he's definitely not going to listen to this. So I feel like I'm on this, lo- like I'm, I'll do anything for anything. And I'm also just like horny. So I'm just like, I don't know this. I'm spinning out of control a little bit. Yeah. Some manic, some manic feeling energy. Yeah. Is, but you do have to get a little manic to like get motivate yourself sometimes. I mean, that's how I feel. I'm like, I do like wake up and I'm like, I'm going to be famous, rich, popular in just a few months. And like, I, I just have to like keep going and like, and I got to do all these insane things to keep it going. But mama's also fucking, like I said, horny. So, and I can't, I don't just fuck anybody, you know? Mm, yeah. I love that about you. Thank you. I used to, I used to, I used to be like why legs wide open, but now I'm like, 
I have to have, I, you know, the older you get, the more you're like a little bit more picky about it. I don't know. doesn't happen that way for everyone. But it doesn't. But I feel you like, at least you at least get a better handle on what you actually enjoy. Yeah. And I'm now that I'm older too, I'm very picky mm. and, it, and it doesn't make any sense. It's not like I'm like only hot, attractive, like the common thing. It's more like, no, you have to have a personality, a little bit chubby, but also like don't wear rectangle glasses and like like anime like I realize I don't like people that love anime mm. and I don't know if that's fair I don't think I don't know if any of these judgments are actually real but they just dry me up and it doesn't matter so yeah when it comes to getting horny there's not a ton and I mean I shouldn't say this because there are situations where what something that makes someone horny is problematic and they should figure it out yeah but for you your glasses preferences really aren't hurting anyone yeah that's and fair. honestly aren't even excluding that many people well I, they're actually excluding a lot of people really? i feel like, like i men love rectangle transition lenses and i cannot i cannot um rectangle glasses to me symbolizes i'm an engineer yeah and i'm just like i just know yeah for sure it does yeah it does exude like not even not caring, but not even like realizing that aesthetics exist. Yeah. They're just like, this is good. I can see on the side of my eyes too. You know, I don't know. I guess that's what I'm like. I just don't know what they're thinking when they're choosing things. So I like a, a hipster dude. If I'm going to say men wise, I like a slight hipster man. No rectangle glasses. This is, I'm getting like into the world of, I've been really focused with GIS and I have not really had free time to go on dates, but I kind of hit a pinch every once in a while. And this, there's this guy that I talk to every blue moon. Like he's just like, how's your Tuesday? It's bad. It's not good. But I'm like, you know what? Again, I'm he's, he's hipster. He likes art. He's brought up anime every single time. It's so one way or another in a form. Like he brought up, like, he was like, oh, I'm watching this thing. And I Googled it. And it was anime. He was just like, my friend's doing an anime Twitter thing right now. And I was like, okay. And then he has like on his hitch account, he has like a, a, a shitty drawing of an anime thing. I hope he does not listen to this podcast, but whatever. And I'm just like, that's too much anime. That's too much talking about anime. Yeah. You know, there's been times in my life that I've felt bad about myself for not liking anime or just, I really don't have nerdy interests at all. Yeah. I haven't even seen Lord of the Rings. Well, I, <laughs> fall, I just fall asleep every time, I guess, actually. Yeah, that's fair. It's not that good. Come at me. Very long. Yeah, anime is, and this might not be true, but I have, a, it feels like people don't like dabble in it that much. Like That's fair. Or maybe there's just a lot of people who get really into it. And it's like, what are you guys going to talk about? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, is it like, is anime have to be a part of, like, I'm already like, I don't know. Are we going to talk about anime if we go on a date? Yes, we absolutely yeah, are. Absolutely. I don't want to. I know. I don't think, for me, I know this isn't about my dating life, but I think for me, in friends, but especially in people I date, they just have to have an interest in, like, pop culture and current events. That's that's good. I agree. It's like, you don't have to be super, super into it. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm, like, super into, like, what celebrities are doing. But it's, Oh, I am. I just want people to be, like, give a shit about the zeitgeist. Yes. Yeah, I know. And it's also, there's so much good TV. You're avoiding something that will bring you pleasure. Yeah. And it's like, there is definitely a part of me that wishes I read books in my spare time. Absolutely. Besides for this podcast. Because it's like, I did used to read a lot as a kid before the internet. <laughs> me but too. But like, that's just, I, I feel like I need to focus more on just like pleasure and not like being mad at myself. That's, I mean, I fully accepted it. And I, come on over here. Like, I'm like, yeah, I watched way too much TV and I'm never going to stop. I don't care. If I not, never read again, I'm fine with it because I have movies that have <laughs> are based on books. So <laughs> it's, it's fine. Yeah. But no, yeah, I totally agree. I, I love it. Um, and I love media. But also something else that's trending, like I was saying, toxic uh, girl boss. But this is not really toxic girl boss. I went to Dollywood with my toxic girl boss girls. <laughs> that is such a stretch. 
I mean, I would say we all are a little toxic and we're all a little girl bossy, you know, in the good way. Yeah, like your friend Chrissy makes her rugs. Yeah, check out Crater Rugs, you guys. She's great. I, th- I was thinking about getting one. I really liked the cowboy boot one that had the fringe oh. coming off of it. Oh, yeah. I love that one, too. I think I'm going to get it, too. i just been waiting to have more money. Yeah, those would look cute in here. Oh, Yes, it would. Oh my God. Yes. You got to hang it up too. Don't yeah, put it on the ground. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. But yeah, anyways, my bestie and I, she, we went out to Dollywood. We spent like a four day weekend in Tennessee and then I spent the rest of the week with my other friends in Nashville. It was so much fun. I was drunk a lot. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was like basically on a fucking bender. I don't even drink that much, you guys. It's not like something that I that interests me. Hope uh, hope can account for that. Yeah, yeah. I drink way more than you. Yeah, and no, I was drunk the whole time, and you can probably hear my sinuses from it. Traveling is just crazy like that. It's like drinking during the day, drinking yeah. during the week. I mean, well, we drank the first night, and like after that, like we had to, we wanted to hang out, keep hanging out with each other because we only had so much time. So only to to stay up and like feel okay about it we had to keep drinking you know Mm -hmm. we like i don't know so it just it was a lot of fun that's all i'm gonna say to that dollywood was amazing there was a time where i was like this is i'm too hot it's too hot here it was too hot which is funny because in seattle it's like freezing and there were a lot of bad walkers not to be mean but like old people really get in the way and there were a lot of them out in Dollywood so I was just kind of like should I knock this grandma over because I need to move I need to move do you think that they were riding the roller coasters <sighs> you know what I hope they were they're brittle little bones I mean they could barely walk the roller coaster of walking <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean I don't know they could barely walk so I don't know I'm just imagining them crumbling into little piles of bones. Yeah, I mean, Chrissy was like, I feel like, just brace your neck, Jackie. Don't get knocked too much because it hurt my neck once. And I was like, trying to be careful about my precious little baby neck. Oh, I want to meet her so bad. Yeah, she's, we we, we were, it, I don't know, we were really leaning into like the glamour white trashness and I was just, I was feeling it, you know? Exactly. She's like, let's go, girl, woo! We were like on a roller coaster, just losing our mind. Speaking of people who make stuff, Nice. Thank you. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things today. Do you think we should introduce the concept of this episode now? Like how Yes. We're, okay. So things are evolving. I know it seems like we're super polished and like we have everything figured out <laughs> and the podcast is already perfect, but we decided to start doing a different type of episode called a media hall where we have a few topics that we spend shorter amounts of time on. Maybe there are stuff from the news and kind of like more current things that are happening. And then we'll also have the episodes like last one where we you know, did a whole episode on a memoir we read or we do a whole episode on a whatever, a topic that we did a lot of research on or something. So those are our like more meaty topics, our more meaty episodes. And then today is a media hall. So we're going to start talking about the Etsy strike. Then we're going to dish about the Met Gala. And then we're going to close out with talking about the coastal grandmother aesthetic, which I think will be a very nice palette cleanser. So the pandemic was extremely profitable to Etsy. Did you know that? Like, yeah, I did. Did you know that while it was happening? I felt like I knew a lot of things that were online were like getting a lot of money. Right, right. Like we knew that like Amazon won the pandemic, etc. It's interesting, like, and this makes so much sense. But when need for masks arose, the surgical disposable masks weren't available. Like Etsy sellers really stepped in and met that demand. If you think like a big company like Madewell can't mobilize quite as quickly and like start churning out masks, Etsy sellers really met that demand. And so Etsy business boomed during the pandemic. And beyond masks, people also started focusing more on the home and buying more art, buying more textiles, 
stuff to make their home nice and cozy and Etsy sellers again met that demand. So Etsy as a company had really, really high profits. And then their CEO, Josh Silverman, he was awarded more than 40 million in compensation in 2021, which was 20 times more the previous year. Then they turn around and they announce that they're raising seller fees by 30%, from 5% to 6.5, which really pissed off Etsy sellers. And this wasn't like the first thing that pissed them off. It was more the last straw. There were other things that made them mad. Offsite ads. I guess Etsy has offsite ads. What does that mean? So like, okay, have you ever been on Facebook Marketplace and you click on something and it's actually takes you to a different website and sometimes it's Etsy. And so they pay it like a 12% fee. Wow. Or like 12% of their like profits. I guess like Etsy just puts those ads out and they don't really have a choice. But who's behind this? Like, is it just like an Etsy seller? Like a part, like a one person or I think it's like Etsy the company puts out ads for people's products okay and then if you if you click through and you buy their product after clicking that link they're getting less of the profit because you came from that ad oh so Etsy sellers don't like that shitty customer support so like Etsy kind of like demands that the sellers provide really good customer support or they like reward them for doing it but they provide really bad customer support to the sellers they use AI to do a lot of it And so things will happen like something will go awry and they'll like cancel your sale or like freeze part of your profits, but then they don't actually answer your email where you're asking them about it. I've seen some TikToks where people are like, hey, Etsy sellers, I'm an Etsy seller. Like I have 600. I've clicked on this button to get this 600. It keeps looping me back. It's just going in a circle and no one's helping them and they can't attain the money that they are supposed to be owed. Yeah, they have like really bad. It's like crazy. Yeah, they're providing really bad customer support. To the sellers, they are having to deal with like robots basically. And they're also using AI to identify and remove people who are just like reselling like stuff from Alibaba. Like that's not supposed to be, you know, I don't know if you've ever sold on Etsy, but they ask if it's a handmade item or a vintage item. Like that's all that's allowed there. But there's been a lot of people just selling, yeah, like cell phone cases from China. And the funny thing is they actually are kind of rewarding these sellers because they introduced the star seller program, which Um, Like if you are part of the star seller program, you get greater exposure and it was designed to benefit high volume sellers. So to be part of it, you have to respond to 95% of messages within 24 hours. You have to ship 95% or more of your orders within stated processing time and with tracking. You have to have 95% or more five star reviews. You have to have sold at least 10 orders with a total of $300. So it like if you're high volume and you can just churn out a ton of stuff like it's going to be a lot easier for you to have that percentage of five-star reviews it's going to be a lot easier for you to i don't know ship things in time i guess because you're not like making it from scratch yeah and yeah that's not giving anybody that's actually an artist or a craftsperson the time and energy to make quality material yeah and so one of the people who started the strike she actually went on reddit and posted about it. She is named Christy Cassidy. So Christy Cassidy sells gothic Victorian and steampunk wedding dresses and costumes. Woo! Yeah. Um, she's been doing so since 2006. She started noticing a downtick in her sales in 2019. And she said that they've made all these changes that have favored items that sell more quickly, items that sell more cheaply, and are not made to order. Ew. Yeah. And so she went on Reddit saying like, hey, are, any, are people having... Like, after the fee increase was announced, she, like, went on Reddit and was like, what the fuck? So, there was a strike from April 11th to... I think it was the 19th. April to the 19th. And 
I can't tell what's really come of it. Yeah, I was having a hard time. I also did a little bit of research on it. And I was like, I don't know. It, it did, in fact, like the stocks did go down. But I don't know how effective. I don't know how intertwined selling things and stocks are. I do not understand that math. Well, funny enough, on CNBC, they said that um, stock analysts actually recommend buying Etsy shares right now because they're like, oh, the stock price is down. It's a great buy, guys. And um, they're like, investors and analysts who track the company applauded the fee increase and other recent changes. Guggenheim analyst Seth Sigmund acknowledged sellers are likely bearing the brunt of higher costs, but that the changes should ultimately benefit everyone on the platform long term. And it's like, no, because they did raise the fees in 2018 and said they were going to do a bunch of stuff to benefit the sellers and and they They didn't. No, they're not. Okay, so... The founder of Etsy actually was super supportive of the strike. Oh, really? Did you know that? No. Yeah. I don't know. I guess they're like, you know, not involved anymore. Right. But the founder was like, something needs to fucking change and like did a tweet about it. But something that did happen just right after the the strike that the Etsy CEO, Josh Silverman, was awarded more than 40 million in compensation. Yeah. I said that. Oh, did you already say that? Sorry. Never mind. (laughs) But yeah, it's crazy. He's making so much money. And... There was an interview um, with Charity Scott is a reporter for the Wall Street Journal. She covers like online shopping and secondhand marketplace. And she went to some like Wall Street Journal job summit and he spoke there. Josh Silverman spoke there and she said, yeah, I mean, he's been really open about the fact that they're trying to compete with the big guys. They want to be the go-to destination for online shoppers. They want to be where people are starting their online shopping journeys, i.e. they want to be Amazon. They want to compete with Amazon, but they want mm-hmm. to do that while trying to maintain what makes them unique, which is, in fact, that they're a platform exclusively for handmade and vintage products, which is a pretty tricky line to walk. Yeah, I mean, like everyone, they just want to be huge, and they want to pay the people who are making the company what it is. And these fees little. are taken away from the income of the sellers, but in putting in the pockets, basically, the higher up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, $40 million. That's unnecessary. Like, what the fuck does he do? Exactly. If you, That's always a question that you need to be asking about your CEO. Because it's just like, are they just the face of the company? He's just making deals, dude. He just like, it makes me, it frustrates me. It's like, in my idealistic brain, I'm like, why can't people, why can't the Etsy sellers just get together and start their own platform? You know, like, find someone who knows how to make a website. You know, we'll promote it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be up and running in no time. Exactly. Well, I'm also like Chrissy was saying, because Chrissy used to do Etsy, and she's like, just do your own website. But I'm like, the only thing that sucks about that, which I think uh, if you're already a pretty successful Etsy seller, you should just be starting your own website because you have a clientele base then. Yeah. But the only thing that sucks if you're starting out, where do you, how do people find you? And Etsy's... Right a great option for those new sellers Mm -hmm. trying to find people. And that's the only thing that kind of sucks. Yeah, you really need some, like, a lot of people, critical mass. You really need critical mass to make those websites work or else you're just a bunch of people with products that no one's finding or buying. Yeah, exactly. So I remember when Etsy IPO'd because my dad was making fun of me. He was like, oh, yeah, your little mom and pop shop Etsy just had their million, (laughs) some how many million dollar IPO. And it's like... Yeah. I don't know. What does that even mean? What do you mean? I, like, I when, oh, when they go over a million? Like they, no, no, no. They had their public, they went public. So they were like publicly oh. traded. Um, See, I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> do you look at their website, the Strikers website? Yes. Okay. Also, I'm part of like 
I added an app called, I like got very involved. <laughs> I like went, I felt like I was investigating report, but I'm fully supportive of my people in Etsy. But I got on Discord. Etsy Strike has a, a thing on Discord. Discord is an app. Basically, it's just where they communicate all the happenings of what's going on. And I don't feel like there's enough media going over it now because, I mean, like, their demands didn't get met, obviously. Oh, yeah. Emily Stokel put out a um, podcast about it, and she listed their demands. So, okay, their demands. Cancel fee increase, crackdown on mass-produced goods, better support ticket service, end the Etsy Star Seller Program, and let all sellers opt out of the off-site ads program. I've also heard rumblings of them trying to unionize. Their website just made me laugh. Why? Because it's like WordPress? Dude, yeah. It literally, I'm like, this is the same chick that makes the live, laugh, love signs, isn't it? Like, yeah. Indiv- like, I don't know. There's just like an ins- inspirational quote on top of like a ocean rainbow. scene with a rainbow. And it says, individually, we are one drop. Together, we are an ocean. And it's like, I mean, just a quote on top of an image yeah it's not aesthetically great for the etsy strike i mean this is what i'm always like i'm like unions and strikers i'm fully supportive of the etsy strike and i, I want everybody to know that but we can also be critical of their yeah. aesthetic we're if here to be sellers. we're here for, you're here for the snark so yeah like it's it, this would be boring if we were just talking about etsy workers yeah striking they need to i mean like our architect there was an architecture uh unionizing that was happening that got you know broken up unfortunately. oh it didn't, it didn't work do you not know about this like what was it what was the company that was in new york right yeah what was the name of it i don't remember it was something stupid like as all architecture firms like table or something like that you know <laughs> but it was a group that were unionizing it's a pretty big company and they made an announcement saying they weren't decided not to unionize well <sighs> which i think i think a lot i think the principles just got them really scared like some people started believing that some shit would go down i'm like come on architects like be smarter than that anyways but aesthetically it was like it was perfection uh-huh. like yeah. everything that was on instagram was just like so well done because it was done by architects unfortunately mm-hmm. so it it was a it was visual to the eye and i'm just like you take notes from them yeah dude we, we're here for workers rights we're here for uh user experience yeah or just graphic design we're gra- here for yeah. yes at any it's just like hire i mean not even hire just have someone that knows how to do photoshop and illustrator of some kind and indesign and then be the lead of your fucking media stuff because like i think it matters this is like i know like everyone is gonna hate me when i say this but just sometimes having a really like well-developed personal aesthetic is painful it's like it's yeah it's like there's just so much ugliness in the world there is so much and i'm, I'm gonna say etsy strike website you could do a little bit better. you could do a little bit better but really rooting for them and <laughs> i just just justify like, it a little bit you know make it gayer looking i did like buy something from an etsy seller and, and we did it off of the website like she lived in seattle and she just like we met up somewhere and she gave it to me Oh, wow. Um, that was great. Good, good, good. It's like, well, I, I want another Instagram sweepstakes, but... Okay, I don't know if this has been mentioned. Hope is, like, notoriously known for getting Instagram sweepstakes. It's, like, her talent in the world. I do win a lot of contests, historically. Um, it's, it's unnerving how many you win. I swear. It's my, like, 
brute optimism where I'm just like, I every time I apply for a job, I'm like, well, guess I'm going to have to adjust to having this job and now. And she gets the job. Yeah, it's sometimes. The job market is really in our favor right now. Yeah, but, that's fair. Um, anyhow, but my what I won was like a 30% off coupon. And then I was like, you know, she's doing this promo and trying to like promote her store. I should buy something. So I did. And it's a really cute dress. There you go. Probably enough for Etsy strike. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, I also want to say one more thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like aesthetically, yes, uh, the architecture had a beautiful one. But you can also go ironic. You can go Y2K, Glitter yes. Bomb, MySpace. Yes. Like get weird with it if you really want to. I love that kind of graphic design. I do too. And I think like old school internet is still like very fun. Yes. And I mean, just lean into it, Etsy Strike. Make Anyways. it hard for people to find the information they need. You know, <laughs> like their eyes won't know where to go, but yes. you know, maybe it'll it'll help them stop and pause. A moving image in the background. Yes. Anyways, yes, that's all I wanted to say to that. Just so we're clear. Okay, and then the Met Gala. <sighs> yeah, what hasn't been said about the Met Gala at the point? I almost I feel like us doing this is like. Of course, we have to touch on it because we are a fascism pod, but, but you probably already watched the Mina Lee YouTube, and I'm just going to say right out, I agree with everything she's ever said because she's really smart, I think, but mm-hmm. also, like, she had a really good point. So a lot of the things that we're already going to say, I think, are in line with whatever Mina Lee says, but also discussing it. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, coming off of reading the Chiffon Trenches and hearing about Andre Leon Talley's role at the Met Gala and Diana Vreeland, his longtime friend and met uh, mentor as being like the person who really started it so like it, i did go into this year's met gala with like a new understanding of it That's it true. also at this point just feels like really ma- like i haven't known about the met gala for that long but like the fact that like my just like pop culture pop podcasts are covering it says a lot to me where it's like right it's really become it's just like fodder for like content. It wasn't a pop cultural phenomenon until recently. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's kind of so messy. Mm-hmm. Because it's like trying to meet all these like high fashion, like niche things. Now they're just also melding in with the pop culture world. So people are having multitudes of varying opinions. Cause like some people are like, they need to like they need to be following the theme. theme. And other people are like just obsessed with the pop culture-ness of it and just, like, love Kim Kardashian's dress for whatever reason. And there's just, like, so many, like, random arguments being made that right. doesn't... Everyone's trying to have that, like, controversial outfit. Not everyone, but some people are trying to have that controversial outfit that spawns, like, a ton of talk on the internet. There was, like, this thing happening where people were tweeting photos and being like, I can't believe they wore that to the Met Gala. And it, like, wasn't even from the Met Gala. Like, people aren't even pausing to do enough research to find out if, like, what they're seeing was actually... Right. From the Met Gala. Like, it's like, you can see a football field in the background of that photo, dude. That's not the Met Gala. I didn't know that was happening. But. Yeah, like, or it's either Photoshopped things. Like, someone posted a, one of, um, uh, what's her face? Italian. People say she looks like you. Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> That's how I describe Lady Gaga now. It looks like you. But they posted some photo of her being like, Lady Gaga. And it's like, no, that's... Didn't she not even go this year? I don't even know if that's real. I think people post... I saw that post, too. But I'm like... I'm like, you're, maybe you just said that people are saying that. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. people post images and are like, people are saying this is like, and I'm like, you are, you're making right. something out of it. I mean, that's how I introduced my tweet, TikTok, where I'm like, a lot of people are talking about, and it's like, I've seen it online. It was, yeah. it was true that people were talking about it, but it's like, yeah, people are talking about everything all the time yeah. because everyone's just won't stop fucking talking like yes. us because yeah. we have a podcast. Exactly. Well, um, we're part of that crew. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm just saying the Met Gala didn't feel like... I wouldn't say mainstream, but there's just so many varying opinions coming from different perspectives because it's entered that, like, social media world now. Mm-hmm. 
And now it's just chaos mm-hmm. with people just being like saying random things. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because it's just, I just, it feels different. And I'm just like, and it feels, it's, it just feels so like it's a mess. It feels like it's just a fucking mess, but I still love it. Yeah. We talked about, well, maybe do you want to say your thing about Diana Vreeland? Yeah. Okay. So, um, again, if you watched immediately, you would know that it started in 1948, the Met Gala did, which I didn't know. And it wasn't as like notorious as it is now. It was just like a bunch of, it still is. It was a fundraiser. It, it still yeah. is a fundraiser, but it was before it was like more just like any other fundraiser a rich person would go to. Yeah. Like just like, you know, the regular old fundraise that they do, you know, black tie or whatever. And it didn't become, like, a theme costume until Diana Veerland entered the picture. She's iconic. She was the editor-in-chief of Vogue for a while. She worked with, or Andre Lantelli worked with her, and, like, they had this long friendship. She was, like, one of the most important women in his life. Yeah, Andre Lantelli is obsessed with her. Honestly, the one woman that I think he should be obsessed with, besides his grandma. Those are the two women that he's, like, obsessed with. Yeah. And Just listen to our last episode if you're feeling lost. Yes, and Diana Vierland, like, I told this story to you uh, where I was, like, she loved red, and her nemesis, or her undertone, like, like the person that took over her position, which she was unceremoniously outed. Grace Coddington? Yeah, no. Oh. Grace Coddington is, is an editor. Is the editor. This Never is became chief of. Grace Mirabella. Yes. Loves gray. Right. <laughs> and made folk very boring. Yeah. And then she was unceremoniously outed by Anna Wintour. So that's kind of like the lineage that's happened. But Diana Vierland was known to be kind of like a spectacle, kind of like very outgoing. Very maximalist. Yes. Very, she just seems like a good time. Yeah. Versus all the other Vogue editors that we know now. Yeah. After her. And she's the one that really started inviting the celebrities too. So when Andre Leontali's first went, he like saw Cher and the Bob Mackley dress for the first time. Like, and like the Elton John and all these like characters. So I think it's, that's when it's kind of started picking up steam as being a cultural reference of the U.S. Um, And she was the one who, uh, did you already say she was the one who's made it into a costume, like a theme? Yeah, costume thing. thing. That's what's her thing. That was her idea, yes. I just did that. And so in Andre Leontelli's memoir, we talk about that, you know, he gets kind of, like he was doing the interviews and then at a certain point he calls Vogue and he's like, okay, am I doing the interviews this year? And they're like, oh, it's beneath you. And he's he's bummed, and he and some other people start like are saying Met Gala is just like Halloween now. People just dressing up like hamburgers or chandeliers, which were both Katy Perry. Yeah, I was um, like, they really hate Katy. I loved the hamburger and the that chandelier. was also at the after party. Like, yeah, give her a break. Yeah, um, and you made the theme camp, but I also love a Katy Perry on at the Met Gala. She usually kills. I'm not gonna lie. But. Yeah, yeah, it's just I, yeah, just to exemplify like like. For people who have worked in the fashion industry, some maybe have opinions that it's supposed to be a certain way. It's supposed to be, you know, elegant and not um, maybe like as playful as some people are making it. But like high fashion, high couture only. Mm-hmm. And like all these people have to be either rich or of fashion. And then you're just like, they still are, but they're just like now uh, TikTokers, you know? Like mm-hmm. Yeah. So like a ton of people were there. So like... Maud Apatow, like two. Okay, how many people from Euphoria were there? I only noticed Maud Apatow and um, Sydney Sweeney. I didn't see anybody else, but I could be wrong. I wasn't paying that much attention. But Bridgerton, like the whole like crew of Bridgerton was there. Oh, really? Which I'm kind of like, that is weird that they invited just like the Bridgerton crew, like all the actors and stuff. Why is that weird? It just seems like not a Met Gala move. Mm. Like why that? Why why that show? I would love to see what Hunter Schaefer would wear to the Met Gala. 
I was I was like, where's little Nas X? Oh, right, because you thought he was going to be the one to do the like critique of of the, of the Gilded Age theme. Yeah. Okay. So for this year, 2022 in May, it's usually historically done in the first May, first Monday of May, which didn't happen last year because the pandemic really screwed everything up for the last two years. And then like they did it in September, and it's about the American lexicon, and that's when like in September they they did that theme and so this is part two of that basically and they're doing the gilded glamour so it was like of the ages of what 1860 to 18 what they said 1890 and it was like when you know industrialization was starting to take off we were really starting to build some of our big u.s cities that's like when central park was built was 1861 as a landscape architect that's like my reference for the time period but (laughs) honestly yeah that's a that was a big deal because they actually plans for the city to grow up onto the park, which you don't do anymore. You, they were predicting that they knew that that was going to grow so much that they had to save the city line or the park line. And they knew, and like people were worried about air quality because it was so smoggy from all the machines and stuff that like people were starting to realize they needed to create fresh air, natural environments in the city. They also thought that like diseases were spread by miasma, which is like, you know, the germs were in the air, which Mm -hmm. is kind of like, feels less not true now that we have COVID, but sure they were like, had some weird theories back in the day. We're known to be currently in the quote unquote, as some economists have called it, the second Gilded Age. Sorry, can I just, yes, uh, to correct, the miasma theory (laughs) is an obsolete medical theory that held that diseases such as cholera, chlamydia, or the black death were caused by miasma, a noxious form of bad air, also known as night air. Night air? What is that? It's just like going out in the night? Yeah, dude. I don't know. Because I, I feel like some fresh night air really does me some good. I fucking love walking around at night. Me too. But yeah, so they raised $17.4 million this year. Wow. For the Mets, for the... <coughs> Hold on. <coughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. All the sound effects that you need to know what happened to me. Jackie just spit some miasma in her coffee. <laughs> um... So, okay, and that's to raise money for the museum exhibit at the Met. Yeah. Which is, like, a fashion exhibit, and... I honestly thought they would, like, do $20 million. But $17.4 million, I just, like... And that's just through ticket sales? Honestly, it seems kind of low to me. But I guess so. I don't mm. know all the math, but... how? Like, don't don't you think some people's dresses cost, like... A million dollars? Do you think know. one dress costs a million dollars? I don't know. I, I was not impressed not. by any of those outfits. Well, you know what? Can was priceless i might even say so if we really don't want to talk about their but it does i feel like we should bleep the name out i love that i was thinking we could look at we could just do the thing we did for the euphoria characters where we describe each outfit in five words or less i love that idea because they took up so much space unnecessarily so for this i just want to say that we are still like i had mentioned we are in the second gilded age so like the it was known for its disparity its deep disparity at that time and you can check out my tiktok to learn a little bit a little more but it's yeah so i was disappointed in the fact that the gilded glamour theme was subjectively to ignore that part and was just all about like the rich people wearing rich people things but i was like oh maybe this is a great opportunity for somebody to make commentary and pretty much only one person did Mm -hmm. which it's like some people made commentary that didn't have anything to do with it it's like hillary clinton's dress was embroidered with the names of 100 women who inspire her and it's like that's cool but that would have been cooler for a theme about like 
craft or like exactly women or like it's just like well here's the thing supposedly like the designers are the ones that buy the tickets and then they are the one that like get the celebrities so like it's not actually winter like inviting personal celebrities it's the designers that buy like the table and then they like have to i think some she have to okay who they bring though yeah she does have to like maybe okay it but i don't know um, but it's not, it's not, it's more influenced by the designers than we think is okay. what I'm, I'm really getting to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it's less about like Anna Wintar being like, yes, you're invited. Yes, you're invited. It's more like, she's like, okay, I guess you can go. But she had never originally invited any of the This was the first year where she was openly inviting them because, uh, she talks mad shit about the before she was like and the only way she was ever got in the vogue was with kanye west being with kim on it the only way that kim got to the met gala was by being with kanye Kanye. yeah and on the cover of vogue too oh gotcha and she was just recently on the cover of vogue by herself and that was a big to do i'm like who gives a shit why does Anne winitar think she's better than kim mccarty and it's just like the whole like bourgeoisness because I'm like y'all are both rich. I do not get this. Like, yeah, yeah, and like it's Anna like Winter- old money versus new money thing. Yeah, and Anna Winter's trying to like gatekeep, and we're like, no one cares about being on the cover of Vogue. Like, exactly, it's not meaningful. It's so it's honestly lame. Yeah, like it was cool to see. It's cool to see like whatever Kamala Harris. Michelle Obama. No, it's not even. Honestly, it's not. I just like, I mean, like, I want to see more black women in our media, period. I see that. And like, that's what Vogue, but Vogue had the opportunity to do that for so many years. And now they're just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. We got to put black people on our fucking cover to stay relevant. Yeah. That's the only reason they're doing it. Yeah. And so they're just not, they're not interesting. They're not cool. They're never doing anything really on the edge of anything. Never making really cool statement. They're just following the, the trends of what everybody else had already done. Yeah, and so it's like, I I expect to look at all the Met Gala outfits and feel like super inspired by how much intricacy and just like over the topness and whatever, but I just didn't care about a lot of the outfits. It was, okay, how much do you care about the theme? People like, following the theme. I care. I care too. It's just like, why go, like go to some other fancy thing if you're not going to follow the theme. I just don't get why... Like, Maude Apatow, they were like, what was the inspiration for your outfit? And she was like, old Hollywood. I know. I was I was like, what the fuck? I love you, Maude. But, like, get the get it together. Were Dude, you drunk? Like, yeah. <laughs> and, like, a lot of people did 1920s inspired looks. Like, Daisy, the chick from Normal People. Emma Stone wore... A lot of people, yeah. Rewore a dress from her wedding. It was, like, from her wedding after party. Louis Vuitton. She's um, Louis Vuitton. Has a Louis Vuitton contract. So oh, she, I didn't like, know that. Has to wear Louis Vuitton and... So she rewore a dress, which is like, great, we're here for that. But it was like a 1920s dress, as Mina Lee said in her. Yeah. I also just didn't like it, but. I didn't either. Yeah, so a lot of 1920s. And like, I mean, I wouldn't have loved this theme, to be honest. Like, I don't really care that much about like 1800s fashion. I get maybe not feeling like it's super like accessible Mm -hmm. but it's like you have to figure out how to make it like people did different things people had different spins on it and it's like courtney didn't even google gilded it you why why are you so confident she didn't because like i read that (laughs) i just love that she just like i don't even know what she probably doesn't know what gilded age is i'm gonna say right now her least favorite outfit of the entire evening okay we're going out in order but i do want to we'll just go over it right now it doesn't matter we're having a combo we're having conversation keeping it loose loose. whatever um according to jackie's friends who listen to this podcast i'm the chill one and jackie obviously like was like not gonna let that slide (laughs) 
she's like, no, she's not chill. She's a hothead. And it's like, Jackie, I think just like in some ways you have to admit that I am more chill. But I love Hope's like, please, I want to be the, please, if I'm not the chill one in the, between the two of us. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> that's a problem. Anyway, we're being chill. We're being chill. We're real cool. We're cool. Have yeah. a conversation. Going with the flow. Yeah. Okay. Well, Courtney has never really done a red carpet. All those other girls are like, they go to high fashion red carpet events all the time. And Courtney just doesn't like to? Courtney doesn't get invited. She's known as, like, as the branding one, she's more of like the appealing to the main audience, you know? She's like appealing to the, her brands, like her jeans and denim, it's like supposed to be affordable for the people. So she's like the people's gal. She's the people. What about Chloe? That's what I meant. Sorry, Chloe. Oh, Chloe. Who? Courtney is the one that was making out with Travis the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was wearing like the pencil skirt. I, it was awful. But okay, so that was your least favorite one. Mm-hmm. I got confused. Chloe was just like she was wearing a gown. Well, that's what I was saying. I was. That's what I'm getting to. I'm sorry for the confusion. Chloe was wearing that gown simply because she needed to feel glamorous because she never gets to be on the red carpet. Also, it's like, it looked like, not super like Kim's, but kind of. Yeah, it did. like, did you guys even coordinate at all? <laughs> did you guys even, do you guys talk? Yeah, no, it looked just like Marilyn Monroe's. But yeah, Courtney didn't Google. She's the one that didn't Google. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's too busy making out. She thinks Googling is Googling with her tongue, she's Travis Barker. She's just doing goo-goo eyes, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Travis Barker and people dating her, Apparently, Pete Davidson got tattoos of Kim's kids' initials on his neck. Yeah, you were, you're telling me that. And Brian, a boyfriend, was, like, very upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> I loved his response. He was like, he needs to stop. Yeah, dude. Last, when I told him that Pete Davidson was going to space, it, like, set him back a lot in his, like, <laughs> mental health. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He's like, I can't wait till I break up. I was like, I didn't realize you disliked this couple so much. Yeah, he really doesn't like Pete Davidson. I don't like Pete Davidson either, but not because I just don't like Pete Davidson. I think it's just more like, I don't like this PR stunt that they're pushing. And it's just all gross to me. I'm sick of knowing about them. Like, I don't want to know. And I also don't want to spend a ton of time on talking about the Marilyn Monroe dress. And I liked Mina Lee's take on it. I think the funniest part to me was that one of the, like, reasons people were really outraged by it was that it's, like, a museum piece. But it was from the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Yeah, no, you were 100% right. Which is, like, who gives a shit? Yeah, it's, like, what is, why is he... Why is he the high stand? Why is Ripley the high standard that we're trying to uphold here? Like, you're like, how dare you take it from Ripley's? That's quality, you know, like. I need to. And she had to lose 16 pounds, which I'm like, god damn, that's horrific. Yeah, it's just so funny. I, when I, like, this was the, Mina Lee's video is the first time I heard that that's the museum that that dress is from. And I'm like, this really changes things for me. <laughs> like, this is not in the Google, like the Louvre or like the the Met even. like It should have been, but it's not. It is. What is interesting to me though, and I was talking to Brian about this, where he, Brian's take on it was like, you wouldn't invite random people to a music festival and tell them to play music. So it's weird that we invite these non-fashion people to a fashion event and expect them to be fashion. Like, well, that's to- what I'm saying. Designers, designers, all these designers are responsible for these outfits. Right. So it's like, it's not really the celebrities doing the art. It's them. They're the canvas. Yes. Well, and it's like, that's what's interesting to me about fashion is that like, it is a piece of art when you like make an intricate piece of clothing, but the meaning is so tied to the person and the place that it gets worn in and by. Like 
And like the fact that Marilyn's dress, like the fact that Kim wearing Marilyn's dress was such like hot topic. I just feel like it's unique to me in that it's an art form that's really tied to place. That. A moment in time. Exactly. And, but I'm also like, why it does, none of the theme which i'm like get out of here why (sighs) it's so annoying kylie the oh kylie's outfit really pissed me off off. i know it's supposed to be for what's his name virgil 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 i know it's which is like that's cute but i'm also like no it's not i fucking i just i yeah the uh, none of it was on theme it didn't look good I just don't understand that, like the lack of not giving a shit. Okay, a lot of people were like, "Why isn't there a Vivian Westwood?" Okay, and why isn't there anyone wearing Vivian Westwood? Also, is Vivian Westwood even invited to the Met Gala? I don't think she. Which I'm like kind of disappointed. Like she's not invited. That yeah, why would she not be? I don't know. She should be. And honestly, people were like, somebody should have been wearing Vivian Westwood. But she, most of her bodice, according to Minnelli, is that. That is from the Rocco era, not from the Gilded Glamour era. There's like more of a drop waist with the Gilded era than there is with the uh, Vivian Westwood's corsets. But she still should have been invited, right? I think she should have definitely been invited, but she is not American. I don't know. I don't... I mean, so many non-American designers go, right? Well, actually, SZA did wear Vivian Westwood. Hold on. Let's like look at this. Okay, so... I'm looking at it, and my girl SZA, I do love SZA, and I am kind of disappointed in this outfit, though. SZA is one of the few, like, five people that was wearing a hat, which is very gilded. I do, I hate, like, black and, like, color mixed together. I know you do. You're, like, black leggings can go all that, like... Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, yeah, one of the dresses that Mina Lee really liked was the one with, like, the feathers coming off of it. Yeah, I didn't like that color. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, okay, but like, let's talk about, okay, there should have been more hats, obviously. I mean, we got Sarah Michelle Geller who did wear her. Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay. Oops. <laughs> Buffy's back, people. <laughs> I mean, she should be. It's this. I would love that. But yeah, she wore a hat. Who else wore a hat? I mean, SZA wore a hat. There's other people that wore hats, so that's good. Pearl chokers were great. There were some pearl chokers that Who's were necessary. the one that did the deep purple with the pearls? Uh, old loser in Brooklyn did a video about her. Yeah, it's not a, it's not that important, but Maggie Rogers showed nip. Did you see her outfit? Mm-mm. Um, I love me a Maggie Rogers though. I didn't even know she went. Yeah, you should Google it. I will say it's really hard for me to get behind crop tops on a red carpet. Why? I don't know. I just feel like. Well, I really, I'm going to sound like such a snob. I just prefer like a classic cut to any garment. Like that's, I hate cutouts mostly. I feel like all cutouts look tacky because it's like it's just not a timeless style like um it's a it's definitely a trend and i did see like a really nice crocheted cutout dress recently anyway i just feel like everyone who's like like um kendall jenner with her crop top and like the big skirt it just looks um trashy to me i do love a crop top with a tutu i can see that it's like more playful but when it's like when it's trying to be elegant i'm just like it's not that doesn't look elegant I don't like it, but I love Maggie Rogers because I think it's, you like that outfit. I actually, don't like that outfit. I like I like that it's like showing nip but wearing wide leg pants. To me, that's such a vibe where it's like, yeah, my nips are out, but I also, I also have a voluminous pant. <laughs> like literally, the vibe is me just describing the outfit again. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I hear what you're saying. I do like a, a free in the nip thing, but I just don't feel like it's in theme and it's like kind yeah, of boring. Yeah, fair. Um, but anyways. Uh, 
Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. Mm. We have to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Blake Lively is like, I don't know, on the board is what they, it's like they get, they choose certain celebrities for being on the board and Billie Eilish was on it last year and that's why she was like that Marilyn Monroe like character. Her Oscar de la Renta dress. Which her hair was horrific. I was so mad about it. But anyways, um, but uh, no, not for this one. Her hair was on point, but like the one in September, her hair was yeah terrible. I'm getting tired. I'm getting sleepy. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hope's yawning. It is just crazy to me, like how many different hairstyles celebrities go through. Yeah, like um, I am getting my haircut next week, and I'm thinking about doing like a long '60s like thing that I'd flip out. And then I was Googling it and it said, I like found some article that was like 2018, like everyone's doing this hairstyle. Look at all, like, I was like, oh my God, it was trendy in 2018. But the thing is like celebrities do so many different hairstyles that it's like, yeah, you're, they're cycling so quick, but like normal people don't. Yeah. Like, so anyway, yeah. Billie well, Eilish. The the theme is celebrities aren't like us. Actually. Celebrities. They're not actually, anything like us. <laughs> Literally they're not. Um, but Bake Livey. I don't know if y'all know this, but she's was famous for saying, um, why are you asking that question? When somebody asked what she was wearing, who she was wearing, mind you, it was at like a women's times, like women, powerful women event where she was going to talk about like pornography or something about like underage pornography being sent out. I don't know. She was done to talk about something important. And she was like, how dare you ask me at this event? It was a red carpet, like, event still where people were still wearing, fa- like, like cocktail dresses and stuff. They are just talking about, they are just doing rich people things, you know, like, thinking they're talking about important stuff, which they probably were talking about important stuff, but, like, just donating to some kind of bullshit. Yeah, they had to get, like, all dressed up to do it. Yeah, I think. That- I'm going to drink water. Hold on. Go on. I think that your take on this is so good because... It's, like, very, like, anti-pick-me. It's, like, her being so mad that they would ask who she was dressed by is really upsetting for a few reasons. For one, as you've said, it takes a lot of work to go into the clothes that are made, the jewelry, the hair. It's an opportunity to promote the often black, uh, often female people who are helping you get ready, who are, like, really good at what they do. And, like, being aesthetically focused is not like something people shouldn't be respected for like as asking as though like it's disrespectful to a woman to ask what she's wearing because it's like I'm not saying it right no you are saying it right it's just like she's like her response was like would you ask a man that I'm like we should be asking men that and men should have more ability to dress in outfits and like have have more workers on like it's also like, why are you trying to be like a man? Like, exactly. yeah, they're, fu- they're fucking boring. They're wearing exactly. boring fucking clothes. So who gives a shit what they're wearing? Yeah, we're here to look at women's clothes, okay? Because unfortunately, women are the only ones that get to look interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's just like... Don't be mad when they ask who you're wearing. Yeah, oh God, that makes me so mad. It's part of the deal, too. And so she- why is she on the board? I literally don't know. Like, that's another thing. I want to go... I'm mad about Big Livey even being there. I'm like, is she in anything? When has she been... In? She's just married to Ryan Reynolds, which, by the way, I think Ryan Reynolds, like, n- like I read some... What are those, like, what are they called? Um, blind items. And, and 
like he's kind of like didn't want to marry anybody that was going to be more famous than him and so he's like made her not take some roles or something so you know whatever so he's very protective of that but like this is kind of her moment but again i'm like can we talk about what she's she directed a taylor swift music video recently Hmm. can anybody else name anything else like it's been a while right She's not good. And every time she talks, I'm, like, mad about it. She doesn't open her mouth very wide, which, like, (laughs) I theorize that she's trying to avoid showing or accentuating her nasal labial folds, which, like, as someone who has those lines, I get it, girl. It's tough. But, like, you have to get over it because you can't be a good actor if you don't use your fucking mouth. (laughs) I mean, she's not a good actress. And she kind of, like, reminds me of Amber Heard, like, just the kind of same personality, like, she really goes off the white feminist bullshit. Mm. She really leans into that white feminist. And that's why she was like saying that commentary because she was like thinking she was making a move. But I'm just like, actually, you're not generating any kind of anything except for people that look like you and have, are in the same income bracket. Yeah. So, I did kind of like her dress, to be honest. I loved the big sash. I love the big sash, too. I mean, like, she also says she doesn't like stylists. She says she doesn't work with stylists. That's another thing about Blake, Blake Lively. Um, but I mean, obviously she had to work with a stylist right? for this. Like, like, I guess you can work with a designer, but not a stylist. Like you could just have a dress made for you and then you could just be like up to your own devices to find shoes and accessories and whatnot. But do we know who she was wearing? It was, uh, I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't, but she's supposed to be mimicking the Statue of Liberty. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, you watched it from the meaning league thing yeah. too. And then it was like. The copper to green transition was that was pretty cool. Yeah, I kind of love that. And then like the the print on the dress or the pattern created. I don't know if it was like beading or what, but it yeah. was like the Grand Central Station. Yes. I mean that's some landscape architecture ass shit right yeah. there. Like, yeah. It was very poignant. Versace. Versace. It was very poignant. I love the gloves. I I mean, yeah. I didn't love was it did it have sleeves? Can you remember? Because I, I don't love anything that's sleeveless. But I did love the big bow, and then I love a reveal. It was sleeveless. I don't like sleeveless. I just don't like, I think it looks like a cheap bright. I don't know. It's just cheap to me. Yeah. um, Okay, wait. Which one, which of the Hadids was the one wearing the maroon? I love that you never know. Um, That is Gigi. I will never know which Hadid (laughs) is which. But can I just say, like, this is the kind of puffy jacket I want to see around Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that and and you know what kasha would agree with you like, kasha wants that too oh my god yes um that is very like matrix meets like i don't know puffy jacket <laughs> i don't know what else to say about that it's matrix meets patagonia yes exactly um yeah so that's it for the like lively commentary i just want to say that she thinks she owns fashion and she doesn't she's like brags about how she doesn't have a stylist and that she dresses herself a lot and i don't understand why she's on the boards can someone explain to me why she's on the board just email us try say your comments at fascism pod at gmail.com i'm very curious on why she was on the board why is anna wintar like her but hates the kardashians Mm. like what is about her that makes her special enough to be on the board what makes her the fashion person Mm mm-hmm it's weird. Okay. Would and you go to the Met Gala? Absolutely. What do you think they serve for food? Not enough is what I'm going to assume. I bet there was enough food. God. Oh, that sounds so yummy. Like maybe shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I'm just like getting hungry. My sisters and I are doing I'm hungry too. sushi happy hour. So I'm like trying to make sure I'm hungry enough. I'm starving already. Um, I already had a turkey sandwich. 
did I watch the whole video of Hailey Bieber getting ready for the Met Gala on YouTube? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And did, was it worth it? No, it was bad. I, what she wore was horrific. I don't oh, know. I didn't even see. And I just wonder, are her and Justin Bieber about to get divorced? Why wasn't he there with her? Because I just always, like, I saw, when I saw, um, what's her name? Elon Musk X. What's her name? Oh. Uh. My brain is not allowing that to come to fruition. <sighs> Everybody's screaming at us right now. Um, it's like I can't even Google Elon Musk baby mama. Oh, Grimes. Cause I know like there's so many. So many. But it's like I say that and it's like she is the first one. Um, Grimes is um, outfit last year when she came in with the sword. I did like that, but I just hate her so much. Um, but when she didn't show up with Elon Musk, I was like, they're breaking up and then they came out as they were broken up so i'm just curious is Haley and bieber and justin bieber like breaking up is that why he wasn't there doesn't really matter just wanted to put that out there her outfit was boring it looked like another wedding dress um and i can't believe i watched the whole youtube video of it so um riz ahmed was the palestinian um uh british musician that actually did commentary on the wealth disparity and the immigrant workers, and that was his outfit inspiration. And I was disappointed not to see anymore. So thank you, Riz Ahmed. Let's all give him a round of applause. So yeah, yeah that was cool. I liked that. Love an Oliver Twist moment. And I don't know if Oliver Twist is that time period. It <laughs> might. He might be. That's a good question. I feel like I mean yes. Oliver I Twist mean, was British. Right? That was the other thing. I was like, is no one going to comment on child labor? Because there's like. So much child labor back then. And Oliver Twist was that, what year was that? Mid-19th century. But it, yeah, it was um, in London, so. Oh, that's actually right before the Gilded Age. Mid-19th century? Yeah, I remember it's like 1870s between the 1890s, so it's like right before. Well, mid. I know, but But yeah, still. it was published in 1837, but or, I mean, when I get ballpark close to the I era, know. it is satisfying. Because sometimes things, when like, okay, when was gravity? Do you know when gravity was discovered? 1773, the same year as a Declaration of Independence. Dis- discovery of gravity. I'm going to say like 1600s. You're probably right. He lived in the U.S. Sir Isaac Newton six, was 1642 to 1727. I was, I was off. I was very The theory off. was published 1687. I don't think you were that off. It's 1687? Like- I said, that's almost 100 years later is what I predicted. I just feel like in the scheme of things, like sometimes, like I play this game sometimes called chronology where you have to like order historic events throughout time. And there's times where I'm just like, was that in Egypt time? I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes things, you realize things happened in the 1800s and you're like, it actually wasn't that different than now. No, you're accurate. But it's also like, um, I think it matters when it comes to clothes because there are like trends. Well, definitely. I mean, obviously it was, it was very different than now, but like it wasn't the stone ages. Like they had a lot of technology, a lot of things that in my mind happened way earlier were actually things that happened in the 1800s. We still have combined sewer systems here in Seattle. Yeah. Basically we're still in the Gilded Age. That's like like my favorite fun fact to tell people. People do not know what I'm saying. I know. And I'm like, okay, just, you know, that means like when it floods, which it floods often, the flood water and the shit water combine and shoot out into our running water system. Literally the lake where you're going for a dip. Although it does happen more in the winter, not in the summer. But but still, it's like 100 million gallons of shit coming out 
You know, like yeah, it's so gross. It's just something. Well, and it's like things that people they think that it only happens in like quote unquote developing nations. And yeah, like nah, bitch. It's Seattle. You've got poop in your lake. <laughs> Seattle has is not going to fix that anytime soon either. So. <laughs> They are working on it. I mean, like, the way they're working on it is, like, having better reserves to store <laughs> excess water. Yeah. Um, both but, through tanks and through, like, uh, rain gardens and whatnot. But, yeah. Well, they are. I mean, the EPA fined King County a lot. So the county does have, like, a big uh, incentive to, yeah. to fix it. But they're not going to separate the sewer system. It, that's too much. They would have to uproot the whole system. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it's a headache. But, like, also, speaking of EPA, it's not like... They've lowered their standards because, like, the water, I don't know, like, Regulation Act was kind of diminished during Trump's era. So, like, things have kind of fallen off. Like, the the quota of what you have to meet is just not as not demanding. As, not as stringent. Which is fucked if up. If I was in charge and someone, and someone was like, we should, like, switch the sewer system, I would just be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? It would just, like... Sounds so hard. I know. I would be like, let's just die. I don't even understand how people do home renos. Like Brian and I were painting two rooms in our house, and I thought I was gonna have a nervous breakdown. I mean, I'm with you. I'm just like renovations. No, Mm-mm. we're just gonna have to deal with the shit that we have, which is the, it's shitty that I'm blaming everybody from our past for not planning ahead. That's the problem with planners from the past, and and like most like especially southern planners. They're not planning for the future. They're planning for the current, like, right now. And you right. have to be planning for the future. Anyways. Which can be hard to predict. But, I mean, I feel like someone could have at least put molding on the ground. Look at that. On the, it's like... Yeah, they could have planned. They, they would have been like, you know what would have been nice for everybody in the, in the moving forward? Is if there molding. was molding. Yeah. Anyways. Brian pointed that out the other day. And I was like, I had never really thought that. But... No, I'm, I'm with him on it. And I never thought about it either until just now. But now I'm like, yep. Okay, well, that's all we have for Met Gala, obviously. We're talking about combined sewer systems and molding at this point. So that was, I'm glad, I'm proud of us for doing just that. Just like just enough. Just enough. Maybe too much, but who knows? Yeah. Um, Okay, we're going to close out by talking about the coastal grandmother aesthetic. And I don't know why, but I just love a named aesthetic. I I loved when Avant Basic spread on Twitter. You truly did. I just love having words for like niche things like that and um the newest one that has come across my desk is coastal grandmother which has been popularized by tiktoker lexi nicoletta who by the way now has 114 uh and 1300 followers so take note is what we're doing (sighs) yeah we're jealous we are jealous um but i mean yeah We'll get there is what Hope wanted to yeah. say. Yeah. It's all bad. Well, I just, I know. I wasn't thinking that. I was just thinking that I am. Honestly, our our traffic <coughs> is, brings me so much joy. Yeah. Um, Anything brings us happiness, so. So, okay. Coastal Grandmother Aesthetic um, is inspired by, like, Barefoot Contessa, the movie Something's Gotta Give, where mm-hmm. Diane Keaton um, f- falls in love with, who's that older guy? Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson, which in that movie, I didn't see it, but I was listening to a podcast about it recently. He sees her naked and is like revolted. Oh, I believe that. Because that's like, the, it was like the early 2000s and we were like acting as though women couldn't be hot above the age of 40 or whatever. I mean, we're still acting like that. Yeah, but MILF porn is like super popular. I mean, the porn industry and I feel like uh, the movie industry, like, you know, are almost there, but they're not all the way there. Like, but okay, for example, like J Lo keeps playing 
like a 35 year old even though we know her age you know oh yeah so there's like a certain age where you're like you gotta look like young if you're old and like there's certain celebrities that play that role like Nicole Kidman keeps you know like all those kind of people yeah or you have to be 18 Mm -hmm. or you have to be just you can't be like the love interest of the story yeah but um you have to play the mom yeah Oprah Winfrey not actually a grandmother but uh, Diane Keaton, you know, it's like about wearing oversized button downs, linen, um, something called a shent, which is a shirt plus tent. It's just like a huge shirt. I feel this so much. <laughs> um, it's about the idea of slowing down and enjoying lo- life. It's very like eat, pray, love. Think arranging a vase of fresh cut flowers, baking a crumble, being really into Italy or France. Um, I, I can name, a, I know some old white ladies that love this shit. It is just very old white lady, like... Um, but I don't hate it. I I mean, I love it. Those people love me. Uh-huh. I, yeah. So I'm into it. It's, yeah. And so it's just like funny. This TikToker has kind of made her TikTok content about this. And she's like, you don't have to be a grandmother to be a coastal grandmother. She does live on the coast. She lives in like central coast California. How old is she? Mm, 20 something. She's not a grandma. That's what I'm trying to get to. She's not a grandma. She's okay. like a hot blonde. Okay. Um, with like her nails all done and like, yeah. you know, straight hair. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, straight hair. Well, to me, like, her hair looks not messy. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. Um, so she seems to have kind of coined the term. I personally am really enjoying her content. She has, like, charcuterie board content. She was showing you how to put edible flowers on a log of goat cheese for your charcuterie board. That how- is that is something that we love. That kind of, I do hate how white people love a charcuterie board. I'm like... Also, we're going to have a meal after this, right? Right. And it's, this thing costs like $1,000. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this isn't the food that we're serving. Yeah. It and is I think like, people think that. It is like the bougiest appetizer. I did make my goal for this year to get really good at charcuterie boards because it just sounds fun to like uh, make pretty ones. I literally haven't done it once. I do like the aesthetic of a charcuterie yeah. board. Yeah. And I love building the aesthetic. I love being like, okay, so the texture wise, like yeah. the goat cheese has to be next to the crackers. You yeah. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. It's like a tablescape but yeah, uh, <laughs> we love a tablescape. Um, she, yeah, she lives on the central coast. Her and her husband went out and rented a vintage convertible and she was doing the like, she wore a scarf and oh, like. Honestly, such a dream. I've always wanted to be like, <laughs> and have the scarf cotton and wear the big sunglasses. Literally, I get it. Yeah. And like they said that they'd always wanted to go out and do this. And obviously she was doing it for TikTok content or I think so. But it does sound like a fun date, even though I don't like convertibles. Why? Because they are loud and it's too windy? I hate wind. (laughs) I just... It's not like I wanted to be born this way. It's just who I am and I hate wind. Dude, I have a coffer laugh. That was like... (laughs) Yeah. But no, that is a true... Okay. One time, Hope and I got really stoned. And you and I were like, holy shit. Wind is maybe everything? Do you not remember this? No. Was this when we went past... Like, Was this when we were walking around? No, but your ex was like really annoyed with us. And I was like, whatever. Um, but he was just like, y'all can stop talking about when we were like, wait, when created canyons, when created, (laughs) and like, we were just like blown away by the idea of where was this in front of this house. Oh, you and I were just hanging out on the porch. Morgan was there. Beep was there. (laughs) Um, and he was like, he didn't get high with us. So he didn't get it. Um, but we were just like going on the tangent about how wind has created and formed. It's kind of just ma- like I, as much as I, I also agree. I don't like how wind makes me feel cold. Um, I also feel like it's mo- it's like water more so that created everything. I but. mean, yes, 
Okay, now you're going back on your statement from like five years ago. But okay, but yes, but like also it is weird that wind happens. That's all I'm going to say. It is really weird. I don't like how unpredictable it is. I also, my, my skin tends towards being dry. So wind, you know, just takes all the moisture with it. Anyway, uh, I still think going on a nice little vintage car ride could be fun. I think it's like an idea that I'm into, not the feeling of it mm-hmm, itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she was, you know, going on a little trip. They were wine tasting in cute courtyards. Uh, she talks about the Coastal Grandmother starter pack, which includes a tablecloth, white wine, a bike with a basket to carry heirloom tomatoes, gardening supplies. Um, it's very close to cottagecore. Yes, it's, it's, uh, so one of my podcasters called it like cottage core with money. Mm-hmm. Like retired. Like if you have money, yes. to, you don't have a job, but you have all the money. Yes. Um, yeah. And I actually last night, and so this is why I love like knowing the names of these aesthetics. Cause my outfit yesterday was like, I was wearing a sheer silk button down and for part of the day I had it over a savage Fenty bra. So it was like, you could see my nips and it was like Chris, Cry- like sexy bra Hope underneath. Loves that. that is. Yeah, I, but I do love a sheer shirt. But anyway, it was like I woke up and for whatever reason, I was really inspired to wear this sheer silk white button down with like my Reformation cut off jeans. And then, uh, when, but when I didn't have my Doc Martens on, I was like, this looks like Coastal Grandmother. Nice. Okay. Which I was like, I don't know if that's. But with it, your Doc Martens on, was it like high, low? Was it like giving you Simone Roche? Rocha? Like maybe slightly more. Also, did you see the new collection? Simone no. Rocha? Oh my God. I is it amazing? Yeah. I, it's very... Well, I don't know if I'd say... What What was exciting to me about it was the very ballet core. Like, super ballet core. I just thought, like... Um, okay. Anyway. That's it. That's it. We wow. gotta go. Quick and dirty. I hope you enjoyed. We love you. I love you. Love Hope. you. Well, all right. Let's get out of here. Bye.